Insiders, we've got a special guest joining us today. His name is Mr. Grant Cardone. Now, Grant Cardone, among many other things, is considered as one of the top-rated sales experts in the world. He's also a New York Times best-selling author and the radio show host of The Cardone Zone. If you've not heard of him before, you might find him to be a slightly bit too much or controversial in a sense. But this guy, I believe, is no BS. He's authentic to his heart. And, you know, this is what Insiders is all about, bringing on guests, you know, who speak from their heart. So, Grant, just want to say welcome to the Success Insider Show. Hey, Tim, thank you so much. But why do you why do you frame this up as I'm too much, man? <laughs> why, why do you start there? I'm not too much. Maybe it's not me being too much, but other people not living up to their up to their own potential. Yeah, I definitely like, like think another so. way to say that is is particularly people in England. I got to tell you, man, your country is filled with people that that judge everybody else is too much. When I go there, I'm like, dude, you guys are too little, man. <laughs> when you guys going to be a better father, a better wife, a better a better parent, you know, a better provider, you quit making excuses and do something large. <laughs> now, definitely agree. Definitely agree. For me, you're not too much. But again, it depends on the person, depends on their level of self-development. I, I, that's right. That's right. So, Grant, I think a good place to start would be uh, for people who've not heard of you before, just basically about your story of how you really got to where you are today. Well, dude, look, look, look. I mean, it, it starts with this thing that you were talking about. My entire life, I have mm-hmm. been basically, and, and the thing about the UK, you know, making that judgment, it happens here in America too. It happened in my own household. It happened with my mom and my sister and my brother. Hey, man, you're too much, man. You're too loud. You're too noisy. You're too fast. You want too much. I mean, I've heard this my whole life, right? Since I was eight years old, I, even as a little kid, five, six, seven, eight years old, I've always wanted great things for myself. And I think if people really got honest and look back on your childhood and, or maybe look at your kids, they want to do great things. And then somehow they're convinced or talked out of it. And so I grew up like everybody else, mom, dad, brothers, sisters, I'm this rambunctious little dude, you know, I see the movies and I think I'm going to be that guy. I see the cartoons and I think I'm going to be the, you know, the hero. And, and uh, I see a rich guy on TV. I want to be rich. I see James Bond. I want to be the guy getting the chicks and, and it has the fast cars. <laughs> like, like the only difference with me, man, is I, I just keep telling people that's been me. And, and it, at about the age of 15 or 16, I quit telling people that's what I wanted because I had been pushed down so much and told them that I was too much too often. And I started agreeing with them and, and I quit being true to myself. And by the time I was 25, man, I had just basically gone downhill. And then at 25, I decided, you know what, I, I just can't live like this. I'd rather not live at all. And so I've committed the last 30 years. I'm going to be true to who I am. I'm going to tell people what I want to do. I'm going to do everything I can to make that possible. And I'm going to live up to what I know is my potential. Amazing. So I know during your 25, I believe, you went through that pit, let's say. Yeah. What, what was the thing you did to really get yourself out of that? Because, you know, nowadays, uh, you know, like you say, people dream big, but they didn't always achieve big like yourself. So what did you do differently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People dream big, but then they drink bigger. <laughs> exactly. Or they smoke weed more than they dream, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and or they watch games or they become spectators. So I became a spectator from 16 to 25. I basically became sidelined. And when I was 25, I went to a treatment center because I, I had a problem with drugs. But the real problem was not the drugs. I thought the problem was drugs, but the problem really wasn't the drugs. The problem was I had 
I had been labeled too much so many times that I started believing it, that there was something wrong with my desires and my uh, ambition and my, and my dream, you know, that I wanted to dream, that I thought about a lot of different things, that, that I would have an idea. And, and like I remember being 12 and 13 years old, dude, not being able to sleep at night, having dreams of one day being famous. And so um, when I started pushing all that down, man, I ended up in a lot of trouble with myself. And so when I was 25, I quit doing drugs. And my big turnaround was not stopping the drugs that helped. But it was when I threw all this obsessive, obsessive kind of energy, this destructive energy. Basically, I took that destructive energy and said, I'm not going to get rid of it. I'm going to use it. Mm. And I started focusing on the job I had at the time, which was a sales job. And I threw myself completely into it. And then when I learned how to do that, I picked another thing and threw myself completely into that. I started a company and I, I threw myself into like 100%, like obsessively. And then I, when I got that one going, I, turned my, I, I threw myself into another thing completely. And so as much as I could, man, I just kept throwing myself completely, like literally replacing a negative addiction and throwing that negative, neurotic, crazy, whatever that is, right? Obsessing, ob obsess ob obsessions mm. into positive positive things that could actually uh, help my life and help others. Okay, so how did you know what to throw yourself into? Because nowadays, you know, 20s, there's a lot of people who lack clarity, right? So yeah. what did you do? Dude, I made a list of things that were constructive for me and destructive for me. I made two lists. I made people that, I put people on the list. I talk about this in the book. Hey, who in your life is constructive? Who's destructive? Oh, by the way, people doing anything need to go on the right side. Okay? There's no, there's no, it's constructive or destructive. There's no middle ground here. It's obsessed or average. Okay? They're either helping you or they're not. So if they're not helping you construct your life, they are destructive. And there's an entire chapter about haters and naysayers. Okay? It's not the haters that are your problem. You see all these quotes, great quotes on the internet about the haters? The haters aren't the problem, man. It's the mom, the dad, the uncle, the aunt, the brother, the sister, the teacher, the manager that are, you can't do that. That can't happen. We can't do that. While Elon Musk thinks about colonizing Mars, you got people, you got people that work next to you that, that, that think 40-hour work, work weeks is like slavery. So, you, you, you know, what I did was I just made a list, dude. I made a list of like, here are the things that are constructive in my life. Here are the things that are destructive. Here are the people that want to support me in this constructive. Here are the people that are destructive. Okay? Mommy, my mom saying, I love you just the way you are. It's not constructive. It's destructive when you really look at it. Because even though my mom loved me just the way I was, I didn't. That wasn't constructive, dude. Staying the way you are is not constructive. It's destructive. Because nothing can stay where it's at. It's either or for me. So I'm either all in, obsessed, or I'm going to be average. And, and, and that's, what I, that's where I start. I look at what can help me, what can't, and make decisions based on that. Okay, sure. So when you was looking at the list of what to jump into, was you looking yeah. at it from a point of this is going to make me a lot of money? Or was it passion you was following? What was it? Well, in the beginning, in the beginning, um, dude, I couldn't even imagine looking at two things. I'm like, what can I throw myself into that won't 
send me back to using drugs, send me back to those guys, send me back to women that were tr trouble for me. What, what can I, oh, I can throw myself into my job. I had a job. I had a sales job. Just tackling that one thing, I'm going to get great at sales. Okay, just tackling that one thing, I, I had my hands full. If you'd have told me then that I could focus on that, write a book, speak to audiences, help other drug addicts, donate money, I couldn't even fathom all that, dude. I just picked one thing. So in the beginning, get obsessed with one positive thing and, yeah, measure it by how much money you can produce. Because if it can't produce money, if it cannot produce money, it's not helping other people. So, and if it's not helping other people, then you're all by yourself again. And you can't, you can't be great if it's nobody knows anybody that just helped themselves. Nobody became famous just solely taking care of themselves. And what I mean is, I talk about this in a book. Name, name somebody great. You pick any name, okay? Any name. On this planet, if me and you both knowing, Tim, if, if, um, if, if there's any person, Steve yeah. Jobs, good, okay, obsessed, helped a lot of people, created products that solved other people's problems. He didn't just fix himself. He didn't just get rich. Pick another person. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, totally obsessed, dude. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna basically spam every person on planet Earth and have them like it. Mm. And then as soon as I figure out how to spam them. Okay, you see what I'm saying? He yeah. was obsessed, bro. And by the way, obsessed with winning his lawsuit, obsessed with crushing people that were making claims against him. And now, look, he just offered to give $3 billion to charity. Look how many people he helped because of his obsession. Both of those people, by the way, have been criticized for being too obsessed. Hmm. Damn right. <laughs> so yeah. what would you say then to people who can't find what they're obsessed with? Because, yeah, what would you say to yeah, that? You're, 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 you're basically, the problem is if you can't find it, you are basically, you have people around you that are convincing you to be average. Uh, a blind man called my show today. He says, I'm blind. He's looking at real estate. One of my companies, uh, we buy real estate. We teach people how to buy real estate. And he says, how do, how do I assess deals? Grant, what would you do? Here's a blind man, dude, calling me. I said, you know, man, the truth is most people I meet are blind. I've been blind most of my life. I couldn't see even though I had two eyes that worked. Couldn't see what was in front of me. So if you can't see opportunity, it's because you have a bunch of people around you that have blinded you. Because it is not normal not to be able to see. It's not normal to be average. It's not normal not to have ambitions. It's not normal to be, not be motivated. But notice what happens on this planet today. If a person shows up today highly motivated, energized, excited, over, like the way I am right now, mm. extroverted, animated, Man, this guy can be a little bit too much for some people. It's where we started the interview, dude. It, it happens to me all the time. That wasn't you saying that about me. It's what you've heard probably other people say about me. Definitely, yeah. And so the label, dude, the labels start. Mm. Too much, all the way to, you know, ADD, ADHD, COPD, uh, obsessive compulsive, control freak. Just go down, m maniacal greedy, selfish, 
braggart, arrogant. Look at all the labels, man. Millennial, senior, white, black, Asian, Hispanic. They're all labels. Short, tall, fat, skinny. Dude, they're labels, bro. Okay? Okay, here's the deal. Are you obsessed or are you average? Obsessed. The Van, Go- the Van Goghs, the Mozarts, the, tr- the, 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 the Jesuses, okay? The, the, dude, they were obsessed, man. Jesus was so obsessed at the age of 33. He's like, dude, strap me up, let's roll. Okay? I'm willing to die for the cause. In 2,000 years, we're still talking about it. So people need to make a decision now, okay? Are you going to be all in and labeled too much? Or nobody going to see you because, dude, nobody can see you because you're average. You're such a blend-in, and the blend-ins don't make a difference. Okay. You know, yeah, in a way that you are a bit too much. But in a way, that's how you view it. It's how you view it. It's how you frame it. And and by the way, who is saying I'm too much? People that are too much. Average masses. Yeah. Exactly. Who is – because – if I go meet, if I if I meet a billionaire, I got a buddy of mine just sold his company for twenty one billion dollars. He doesn't say I'm too much. Mm, yeah. He never says I'm too much. Okay. I meet with Mark Cuban. I emailed Mark Cuban last week. I'm saying, hey Mark, I don't know if you know who I am. He writes me back right away. Of course I know who you are, dude. He doesn't say I'm too much. Okay. So notice that I meet people above in the food chain, higher in the food chain than I am. Yeah. You know. They don't say that me me buying a plane is too much, man. <laughs> they understand why I would buy a plane. Uh, another billionaire friend tells me, he's like, dude, that was smart putting buying that plane and putting 10X on the tail. But my, my accountant says, man, that doesn't make any sense buying a plane. Notice who's judging who. And by the way, I talk about this in the book. People aren't talking about me. They're talking about themselves, man. They're not saying I'm too much. They're saying they're too little. They're saying, man, he, they, I hear all the time, man, you market and promote yourself too much. They're not talking about me. They're talking about themselves. They're saying, I don't market and promote enough about themselves. Okay. So what can you do to really ignore all of that mess? Don't. Don't ignore don't it. Ignore it. Okay. Don't ignore it any more than you want to ignore anything, okay? Uh, Robert Kennedy said, uh, John Kennedy's brother said, look, hang a lamp on your problems. Shine a light on your problems, okay? So, so look, what I want to tell people is this, because I tried the other way. I want to be rich. I want to be famous. I'm going to write books that sell millions and millions and millions of copies, okay? I'm going to, I'm going to be known by 7 billion people on planet Earth. Half of them are going to hate me, and half of them are going to love me, but they're not, nobody's not going to know me. I'm going to take my real estate portfolio to four or five or eight billion dollars. I'm going to go public. Okay, I got a hot wife, two beautiful kids, and I want to help the planet. I'm going to make a difference for the better, and I believe that I can. I want to be an uncle or a dad or a grandpa or whatever, a brother to millions of people on this planet. And so I'm going to make the big claim, and I'm going to find out who's with me and who's not. Okay, and the people that are like. Uh, dude, that guy's too much. Well, they're not with me. I know what camp they're in, man. Okay? And then there's going to be the sudden be like, dude, that sounds great, man. I've been wanting this kind of help. So, so I'm just not going to suppress my energy anymore in order for people that I, I don't even know to approve of me. I got to approve of me, not others. 
Okay. I've got to ask, with this amount of high energy, what would you say is your biggest success habit that keeps you fueled every single day? You know, the, 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 I, think, I think probably the thing is, man, is that, you know, I, I continue to learn. Like, I, I'm trying to figure my way out, okay? When, when, when we build programs like the book, Be Obsessed or Be Average, I didn't write that book for anybody else. I wrote it for me. I believe this. If I can write something that will help me go to the next level, it's going to help other people. Every program that I've ever written, I've done 19 books or best-selling business programs. Every one of them was to, for me to figure something out. So, so I'm not just trying to be a speaker on stage. I'm not trying to be the expert. I'm trying to take my business to another level. And so whether it was me going from a treatment center to stop using drugs and throwing myself into sales or going from sales to starting my business or my first business to starting a partnership – or my first two businesses in a partnership to start in a real estate division to the things that I'm doing today. Dude, I'm just trying to figure out my own way. Like I'm showing up every day as a student and I'm looking at what works and what doesn't work. And I hold myself to a very, very, I'm the only one that needs to judge me, right? I know what my potential is. I know, hey, I, I don't ask God to help me, bro. I think God already did. Now I got to prove it. You know, whatever you believe in God, right? Whatever God is, uh, some, you know, God, Muhammad, uh, whatever, bro. Whatever, you know, some universal thing, dude, whatever. I have a gift. Everybody's got a gift. I'm not denying mine anymore. I want to I validate that I'm blessed and that I'm gifted. So my ADD is a gift if it's ADD because I don't think it's ADD. I think it's freaking I'm a genius, Okay. And, and I'm not going to not tell people I'm not a genius, bro. I think I'm a star, man. I think I am James Bond. Dude, I'm Iron Man, bro. I'm Batman and Superman, Grant Man. <laughs> see, see, I want to be great. I want to be all those things. I want to be that to my kids. Yeah. I want I want to have millions of kids. Somebody, somebody said something about Angelina having, having six or seven kids. I'm like, dude, I got millions of kids, man. I want to be responsible for millennials, seniors, boomers. I want to help people. I want to know people all over the world. The most valuable asset on this planet is time. The second one is friends. And third is money. I need money, man. I need money for all that, okay? So I want to have friends all over the planet that know my name after I'm dead. After this body doesn't work anymore. After Grant Cardone expires, you know, as this entity, I want people to be talking about me 50 or 100 years from now. Is that arrogant? Maybe. Is it conceited? Maybe. I don't know. So is that what drives you? That's totally, That's totally what drives me. me. I, I want to make, make a difference. difference. I want to leave a legacy. I want to be one of the greats. So what do you do? I mean, being a serial entrepreneur you are, I'm sure you do go through some failures, some worst times. What do you do to really push through those bad times in your life? What, what, dude, I've had so many. It's like, I, I, what I do, every time I fail, I put my attention on where I'm going rather than where I am. I put my attention back on the goal. Okay. I lose the deal. Uh, I'm looking at this real estate deal last year. I missed it by a million bucks. So you just focus back on the goal. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what, what where am I going? man? Where am I going? I missed the deal. It cost me $20 million to miss this deal. Screwed up. I knew I screwed up when I did it, dude. You know, do you know when you make a mistake? I knew when I did the deal, it was a mistake to not do the deal. 
they just put it on the market for $28 million more than, than, than they paid for it. So that $1 million cost me $28 million. I hate it, dude. I'm like, damn, that was stupid. But I'm like, okay, how long am I going to do that? Put your attention on where you're going because one deal is not where I'm going. So I put my attention back on, I want to build a $4 to $8 billion real estate portfolio. What's $28 million when you're talking about four big billies? Right. And that's how all the giants think, dude. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Giants don't think about their losses. They think about, hey, where, what can we do? Okay, sure. And, and while average people, average people are trying to basically avoid losses. And it is impossible in life to avoid losses. The thing is, do you, can you win more than you lose? That's all that really matters. And whether that's selling a book, buying real estate, uh, selling a product, or uh, uh, speaking to an audience, whether it's the interview me and you do, can I help more people here than I hurt? Mm. Okay. I, I do, uh, let's say 20% of my audience are actually quite young, and I'm sure yeah. you probably find the same as well. And they are literally be- beginning their journey, and they get motivated by seeing people like yourself, Grant. What advice would you say to people who want to get serious seriously wealthy but they've got literally zero dollars in the bank yeah so number one mm-hmm. quit talking about your age nobody, nobody cares. cares turn the fan on quit talking about your age nobody cares about your age alexander the great was 16 jesus was 33 zuckenberger was 26 okay nobody cares the only person talking about your age is you is the young person right number two there's so much money on this planet there's so much money on this planet it is freaking unbelievable okay If you have a shortage of money, if you currently have a shortage of money, it is not because there's a shortage of money. It's because you're not focused on money. It's because you have some belief about money, something the average people around you, mom, dad, uncle, aunt, somebody around you quit on the money thing. And now you quit on it because a shortage of money only indicates people don't understand something about money. There's no reason to be short on money. With a product that is so abundant, there's more money on this planet this year than there was last year because all the countries are printing more money. So everybody should have more money. So why not? You're not showing up. You're not thinking big enough. You're not offering a service. You don't know how to get it. You don't know how to ask for it. You're not meeting people. You're not getting out of your place. So people need to surround themselves. Start studying people that know about money. Start studying people that have accumulated a lot of money. Three things people need to know about money. How to get it, how to keep it, and how to multiply. Almost no one knows how to get it. Fewer people know how to keep it. And almost no one knows how to multiply. So that's what I would do. I would study people that have done those three things. Okay. And who would you say are the best people to study? Well, dude, look, I study people that are above my pay grade, right? I study people that have, that, that, that have done more than I've done. Warren Buffett. I mean, study guys that don't have money problems. Hmm. You know, study billionaires. Study guys. Do I want to study Kanye? No, 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 not really, man. I love Kanye's music. I'll give Kanye some money because I know he's going to blow it. You know, Kanye knows how to make money. Kanye does not know how to keep it or multiply it. So who do I want to study? Man, I want to study Warren Buffett. I want to study Mark Cuban. Okay, what, what do these guys do? Warren Buffett says the way, the way to reduce risk is not to 
not to uh, diversify your investments. The way to reduce risk is to increase your knowingness and certainty about that investment. If it wasn't for Warren Buffett being worth $80 billion, he wouldn't have as many investments as he has. The reason he has so many different investments now is because he's got money. He's got so much money that he's got to put it in Coca-Cola, in C's Candy, in a railroad. He's got to buy different things, but he's not trying to diversify. Uh, all the wealthy, wealthy people, there's so much misinformation about money. The wealthy don't diversify. Okay, The wealthy actually put all their money in one thing and watch that one thing or maybe a second thing that they know or a third thing, right? So that's what I would do, man. I would study people that have already created wealth. Go back to King Solomon, some of the richest people that have ever lived on the planet. Go back to the early 2,000 years ago. What were they saying about money then? What were they? And obsessed obsess with those people, okay? Control, man. You want control. Control equals income. Mm. Buy time. Don't sell time, right? How do you buy time? Dude, you don't build the damn, you don't build the damn pyramid yourself. You hire a bunch of people to build a pyramid. Mm. You trade time for their, you trade money for their time. Right. You trade your money for their time. Most people won't even hire anybody. Here in America, 28 million small businesses in America. Check this out. 28 million small businesses in America and 22 million out of the 28 have no employees. Wow. Confused, confused. They're like, I don't want to hire people because that costs money. Hiring people does not cost money. It buys you time, and time is money. Okay, sure. So, Grant, what do you believe has been your greatest life lesson so far in your incredible journey? My greatest life lesson? Yeah, your greatest life lesson. Man, don't quit, bro. Don't quit, no matter what, no matter how lost you are, no matter how confused you are. You know, I quit using drugs 365 times a year for nine years in a row. 3,000 times I quit. I'm quitting today, I'm quitting today, I'm quitting today. 3,000 times I failed. And then one day, dude, I never used drugs again. So, you know, I got customers that I've been calling on for 23 years. I still haven't gotten their business. I'm, I'm still calling. The woman that I'm married to wouldn't take my phone call. 13 months. 26 phone calls, man. She finally picked the phone up. She said, two of my babies. 13 years we've been married now, bro. Okay? She's an awesome chick and the perfect woman for me. So, look, no matter how many times you fail, don't quit. But what if, how do you know if the thing you are in is the right thing? Because some people carry on doing the, the wrong thing, right? Something that's it's sabotaging either, them. It's either, it's either constructive or destructive. Right. And what's constructive? Constructive is what helps me and other people. Destructive helps uh, damages other people. I had a buddy, my buddy, my buddy, I got a buddy right now and he drinks a lot, you know? And I'm like, dude, you're scaring other people, man. It, it, it doesn't bother me any grant. I said, yeah, but you're scaring people around you, man. People are scared of you when you're drinking. And if it's scaring more people than it's helping, bro, it's damaging. Okay? So, so you guys that are smoking weed out there, you're like, oh, man, weed, weed doesn't kill anybody. Look at all the justifications. It doesn't kill anybody. Never, nobody's ever overdosed on weed. It doesn't bother me. Dude, you go into a deal on weed, and I go into a deal on weed. I, I hope all my competition smokes weed before they present. 
Because I'm going to kill you, man. Okay, you can't you can't run with me. It just I don't, I, you just can't tap into the freaking juice. Okay, average doesn't work. And what masses of people are doing, what groups of people, if you study the last two thousand years, whatever the masses, average, whatever the masses agree on, is wrong. Okay, the the stock market, the, the internet, uh, the internet stock market in two thousand. The housing bubble in 2009. Okay, whatever people are doing in mass numbers is always incorrect. So, like you got, you got, you got to map out your deal, man. You got to map out your deal, and you got to get obsessed with, hey, I'm going to be great no matter what. Which means I can't be all these other things to all these other people. I got to be willing to say no to this to get this. So I, I have a saying: pay the price today, so you can pay any price tomorrow. Any price, not, 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 not do whatever you want tomorrow because you're not going to be able to do whatever you want. Okay? It's just, you always have to do things you don't want to do for the greater good, man. Right. Okay. So, so that's how, that's how dude, I just I look at, hey, man, where, where am I making a constructive difference on this planet? I don't want to just make a difference. I want to make a difference for the better. I want people, I want people to feel better when they walk away from me. That means sometimes I gotta kill somebody that's with me, right? Because let's say I got a guy on my sales team and he's making sense of this production. When I know I need to get everybody at this production, I might need to kill this guy, man, to show these guys over here, hey, bro, that don't work over here. Okay, maybe helping him is no longer the thing to do. Because maybe the best way to help him is to just kill him. Shoot me. Get rid of him. Ask him to go away. Okay? Maybe that's the best thing for everybody. So all these guys over here say, shit, I got pumped, dude. Look, right. we live on a planet where most people are not doing well. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Dude, definitely. You know, millennials, millennials actually have a shot. Better than probably any other generation that's come around. Millennials know that, that what their moms and dads, their uncles, their aunts, and their grandparents did, didn't work. But millennials okay. are also stereotyped to be lazy, right? No, dude, millennials are, are, are a little, they're a little confused because they're looking around. They're probably the smartest generation of people that have ever existed. They're looking around with all the data, with open eyes. They're like, wait a minute. My mom and dad bought a house, and then, and then they couldn't even sell the house when they needed to. Maybe that didn't work. Okay, mom and dad saved all their money in the bank, and the, and now the money's no good. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, mom and dad borrowed a trillion dollars to go to college and have jobs they hate. They can't move. They don't have any money, and they have a job they don't like. Dude, that might not have worked so good. So millennials are a little confused. They're looking and saying, what, what's wrong with this deal? Okay. Then I come around and I say, look, never buy a house. It was the dumbest investment ever pushed on, uh, uh, on people around the world. It means you lose your mobility. You pay for something you can never actually own. Okay. And by the way, the investment over the last 50 years has proven to be dismal at best, 1% growth. Number two, the college thing is a complete scam, total absolute scam. Like 401ks, like retirement accounts, and like the IRA. You think it's a scam? Total scam? 
total freaking scam, scam, dude. Just like Wall Street's a scam. Okay, what Wall Street? Wall Street? What, dude, what, why? Why should it be so easy for somebody to invest in a stock they don't know anything about? Because they want your money, man. Okay, so why? Why, why would the why would the government give Bob? Uh, uh, a credit for no taxes, not charging taxes for giving money to somebody to a stranger in New York. He doesn't know anybody in New York. He's never been to Wall Street. He doesn't even know the company Fidelity or uh, Franklin Mutual or whatever the name of the damn company is. You're going to send your money over there. You don't know anybody there. You don't know what it's invested in. But the federal government's going to give you. They're gonna, we're gonna tax defer. You won't have any taxes, Tim, until you're 65 years old. Okay? Because, because, because Wall Street basically created a little scam. And the scam was if we could get Tim to give our give his money to us for 44 years, we would have control over his money for 44 years. It's a scam, bro. Okay. Why would somebody go to college and spend fifty grand a year for five years, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to get a job that pays fifty grand? If I told you, if I told you, give me two hundred and fifty grand, dude, and I'm gonna give you fifty grand back a year. Would you do that, dude? No way. <laughs> no. But, but you know what? Millions of kids do it every year. Okay. Why, why would we put kids through a school system in America for 12 years that doesn't even produce results? Because it's a, it's, a, it's a freaking, it's a $180 billion federal government agency. Wow. The longer it lasts, the more money we can collect from the taxpayers. So these are scams, man. People need to wake up to them. The middle class is a scam, man. So what should millennials do instead of going to college then? You, 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 you know the truth, man. You guys already, you, you, got, you guys are like, your heads are popped out of the freaking sand saying, I think this is a bullshit. This is a bullshit. My mommy and daddy got screwed. My uncle got screwed. Okay, you guys know there's a scam going on. Now what you need to do is quit freaking protesting about it. You need to prove, you need you, success, success promotes success. Okay, protesting does not promote success. Criticizing is not the promotion. You got to come out and say, "Hey, I got to be, I got to be different." Okay, if you're going to quit school, then you need to freaking show up and blow up. You need to bank some paper, man. You need to multiply money. So you got, you can't just be a bitch. You can't just be the screamer and the complainer and the criticizer and write blogs and, and, and go stand in parks and be the protester, dude. Protesting ain't going to change anything. You got to be you got to be the shining light, an example. You got to be the Mark Z, the Steve Jobs, the Jesus, the Jesus, the Muhammad, the freaking the Timothy, man. You need to be the freaking you need to be the, the Superman, Batman, Grant Cardone, whatever it is. You got to be the star. Right. Okay, Grant, we'll start wrapping up there. But if you were to really just leave insiders with one final message they should really, really remember from this whole interview today, what would it be? Dude, give yourself permission to be a freaking obsessed person. All in, all the time, to the point to where you're getting criticized. If people are not criticizing you, you're doing nothing. 
Okay. If people are patting you on the back, you my buddy, dude, you don't need buddies. You need success. And if you don't need that, I'm probably not your guy. Okay. Right now, if, you, if your stomach's turning hearing all this, you're like, I'm sick of this Cardone guy. I wish Timothy wouldn't have done the interview that long. Dude, I'm not your guy. Go study something else, man. Go back to reading your cartoons or watching TV or being a spectator. But those of you who, those of you who are like, dude, man, I wish I had this kind of freaking intensity every day. You can. This ain't about walking on fire, man. This is about tapping into that freaking, that darkness inside of you that you know needs to come out as light. And that's what I would say, man. Surround yourself with somebody that, that, that you want to emulate that's doing big things and, do, and, and become obsessed with them. Be obsessed or be average, Timothy. Okay, great. So, Grant, once again, Jim. thank you so much for coming on. Good man, Jim. Hey, good to meet you, brother. Let, let's hook up. Your, if you're ever in Miami, I want to make sure you come by and see us, all right? Definitely. Thank you so much for tuning in, Siders. As always, follow your heart and take action and speak to you guys soon.